to the Naturalista Experience. Well, hello, 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 loves. It's me, Katie Naturalista. Today's date is Saturday, October 20th, 2018. Welcome and thank you for tuning in. Today we have a great show scheduled. We are going to talk about love. It's cuffing season, right? Maybe I'm dating myself because people probably don't use that anymore. But on a serious note, (laughs) we are going to discuss how you identify that the person in your life is the one. Today's topic stemmed from a conversation I was having with a few friends over lunch. Stay tuned in and see how deep we will go into today's topic. I'm going to drop you guys this track by JMSN. It's titled The One. You're hearing this on The Naturalista Experience. Tell me, tell me. 
Welcome back to the Naturalista Experience. Just as a reminder of how you guys can find and follow me, catch me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Katie Naturalista. Also, watch and subscribe to my YouTube channel to get your daily and weekly poetry fill. Follow and subscribe to the Naturalista Experience podcast on Block Talk Radio. That way you guys can join us live and never miss a show. You can also catch up on those awesome archives to see what you may have missed. So today's topic how do you identify that they are the one? Today's topic will cover more than those butterflies you feel in your stomach every time your love is around. We're going to break down what made you claim that the person in your life is the one. We will also touch base on how we mistake that someone is the one. Remember, there's many lessons that we are supposed to learn in each relationship through life. And just because we feel like the fight in the relationship is worth it doesn't mean that it may be. It doesn't mean that that person may be the one. 
Most of you have probably heard my previous shows similar to today's topic, one of those being soulmates. Remember, that was episode 17. We discussed how you should allow love to find you and how you two should build an unbreakable foundation based on fate and faith. Another episode that will sound similar in today's discussion is Forcing Relationships, episode 23. You guys remember that one, right? Yes, you could be forcing someone to be your one. We all know what happens when we do this. Nothing good comes of it. So why, 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 why put yourself through the saga? Okay, so let's rewind a little bit. As I stated earlier, today's topic stemmed from a conversation I was having with friends. Um, I have this one friend, she is going through a tough time right now and is facing divorce. Her whole feeling about the matter as of today is that she accepts it, but just like all of us, she's trying to figure out where did it all go wrong. She's not sure how they made it to this point, but at the same time, she feels like she knew they weren't going to make it. So as I'm listening to her, I thought to myself, Why did you ignore all the signs and continue to push forward when you knew something was wrong? But then I stopped and said, you know what, Katie, stop thinking and start relating. Because as women, we always see the potential and we hope that things will work out. Because in our heart and mind, we feel like all the time and effort we put in, it'll pay off somehow. We also have those nagging pressures from society always hanging over our heads too, right? I mean, you always have somebody asking you in your family, your mother, your father, your cousin, your brother, your sister, whoever, and they're saying, when are you guys going to get married? When are you going to have children? I swear to you, it seems like people make mid-20s and early 30s the deadline of when you should start becoming the doting housewife and mother. When really, in the midst of it all, it doesn't even matter. What matters is your true happiness and finding someone that completes your circle of peace. As we continued on in the conversation, she did ask me, Katie, how did you know that your fiance was the one? Because she also went on to say, I always seem so happy when I talk about him and I light up and you can really see the love that I have, you know, in my heart through my eyes for him. I looked at her because I've heard that last part many times before. I feel myself lighting up every time I talk about my amazing fiance because to me, he's just wonderful. The reason why I feel so much love for him is I've never felt a man's love and protection the way he delivers it to me. So, of course, I'm sure you all are saying, "Okay, Katie, we hear you. We hear you. But what made you claim in your heart and mind that he was the one? Well, loves, hold tight. Because we are going to take a break. And when we come back, I'll tell you what sparked in my heart and mind that he was the one. And then I'll share with you what he said when I posed that question to him. Here's a track by the internet featuring Tay Walker. And the song is titled, You Don't Even Know. You're hearing this on the Naturalista Experience. We'll be back after the break. You're beautiful. You brighten up my day And when your skin touches mine I get goosebumps right away You 
Hello, loves. Welcome back to the Naturalista Experience. Before the break, we were discussing a conversation my friend and I were having about knowing the one you're with. And if they are the one. She asked me, Katie, how did you know that your fiance was the one? My answer to her was our first date. I'll give you guys some background and then we can all kind of bring it together. So my fiance was new to Georgia. I recommended that our first date take place around Little Five Points in the Beltline in Atlanta. That way we could venture through, you know, that part of the city and he can get familiar with the area. Just as an FYI, I did meet him online, so I was a little hesitant, but I felt comfortable meeting him in person because we had tons of phone conversations before. Anyway... He walked over to my car. We embraced each other. And the first thing that he says, he says to me, you are so beautiful. Of course, I blushed and said, thank you. I opted to drive. He got in the car. And of course, I tested his nerves a bit. I said to him, I'm surprised you got in the car with me. I hope I don't scare you with my driving. He looks over at me and says, well, it's too late now. And we both started laughing. So we get to Little Five Points and we are walking around. Uh, My friend's sister actually owns a shop in Little Five Points called Posse Riot. Um, And I told him, hey, you know, let's stop in. Let's say hi to my extended family. Um, He looks at me and smiles. We go in holding hands and I introduce him to them. He blew my mind, you guys, how unbothered he was. He was cool, calm, collected, polite, sweet, respectful. That was number one off of the list for me. He was respectful and nice. We left out of the shop and continued walking little five points. I noticed, though, that he kept switching sides when we were walking, Over time when this happened, it was a little annoying to me. So I finally broke down and asked, what are you doing? Why do you keep going from my left side to my right side? Are you nervous? And he says to me, no, I'm protecting you. He said, you being someone I care for, I don't want you to get hurt. So I'm switching sides because I want to make sure I'm close to the street and not you. So if a car decides to veer off the road, the impact will hit me before you. Hearing him say that, I was like, oh, he wants to protect me and keep me safe. Ladies and gents, when I tell you I've never heard of that before, meeting him and hearing those words come from his mouth, in my heart and mind, I dubbed him the one. All I could think about after our date was, how awesome the man I met, you know, how, how wonderful he was. And we had only been talking for a, a few months. And his main concern out of everything was my well-being. So just know I was truly hooked at that point. I was only on the hook. So the confirmation and stamp <laughs> that truly determined that he was the one for me was when he showed interest and support in my dream of becoming a published author and podcaster. I had no clue where to start, you guys. And the thought of starting it by myself, it was a little overwhelming. But you know what he did? He helped me sort it all out, look for resources, and he helped me overcome that. He helped give me the tools and the support I needed to make my dream come to life. 
And again, loves, just like the Stevie Wonder song, Wonder song says, I was signed, sealed, deliver, and his. And I couldn't ask for anyone better. As I said earlier, I did, of course, pose the question to my fiance and I asked him, what moment in our relationship did you know I was the one? Mind you guys, we've been together for about three years now. His response was, one, um, one I didn't expect. He said it wasn't an actual moment. It was a list of things. There were qualities that I looked for in a mate and I found them in you. So, of course, I asked, well, what are those? And <laughs> I'm just going to list a few, you guys. But the ones that he said, they were really touching. So number one was loyalty. The other one is that I'm supporting. Next was emotional maturity, stability, and also that I'm loving. Those were all the things he was looking for in a wife. And he sees all of those qualities in me. All I could do, loves, was smile. Of course, I was a little teary-eyed, but who wouldn't be for somebody to say something about that about you? But to know that I fulfill those things for him, it makes me feel wonderful and empowered to do more for him. So that was our journey to discover why we define each other as the one. So now let's discuss some red flags you could possibly spot to make sure you're not claiming that your one is just potential. I know you all have heard the saying, being blindly in love, right? We have all been there, but what I want you to do is open your eyes to see signs that won't keep you from being in denial, <laughs> because we we but we go through these relationships we go through the motions we think we're doing the right thing when really we're not we keep claiming that this person is the one they're the soulmate they're your everything when really they're not so we're going to take a short break loves and after the break I have a list of five things that I want you to look for as red flags in your relationship and see how you thought the one was really not the one I'm going to drop you guys this track by Quadrant titled Baby Be Mine. And you are hearing this on The Naturalista Experience. I don't need no dreams when I'm by your side.
Welcome back to the Naturalist Experience, loves. Before the break, we were talking about my experience and how I felt like my fiance is the one and how he feels the same. I want to shift gears a bit and talk about the red flags. I have five things that I want to share with you guys to look out for in those long courtships. We may think that we are holding on to the one when really you're just holding on to potential. Here are five red flags to identify. So number one, constant battling. So yes, we've heard love is war, but that saying means it's a war against the outsiders, not each other. (laughs) If you are constantly butting heads and you guys may want to rethink your relationship, there is is a such thing as growth in relationship. And yes, you two will have your differences, but you guys should be able to handle your differences, ending them in a calm conversation. And 
understanding that screaming matches and brawls, that may not be so helpful. I want to make this clear because this new age stuff that you guys are doing, it's not cute. That volatile love and petty parties. If you guys are constantly trying to get back at one another and arguing, just cut your ties. That type of hardship does not define the struggle of love. It's actually death to self. Number two, trust issues. This is a big one. If you are doing any of the following, walk away. I cannot emphasize that enough. Walk away. If you are creating fake accounts to follow them on social media, that's bad. If you're checking their phone when they aren't around, if you're going through their wallet, purse, and pockets to see where they've been, you're constantly accusing them of being with other people, you're questioning their whereabouts all the time. If you are doing any of these things, walk away. This is not a relationship. This is being a PI. You're being a private investigator. You two should be able to discuss things openly and have your social media open. Pass your phone to your mate without an issue and only empty pockets when it's laundry day. Okay, (laughs) being in a relationship is not detective work. It's teamwork. If you are doing any of this in your current relationship, that's not the one. Number three, suppressing your feelings. Do you feel like you're always trying to be the yes man or yes woman in the relationship? You find yourself not speaking your mind because you would feel guilty. This is not a good thing. The person you are in a relationship with should love you for all of you. The good, the bad, and the ugly. If you feel like you are having to suppress your true feelings or suppress a part of your true identity to make things work, just know that's not the one. If you continue on this path, you will end up with regret and probably be depressed. Just imagine if things don't work out. You're going to be angry because you felt like you gave and did so much when really in the end, the only thing you did was an injustice to yourself because you didn't allow yourself to be you. Number four, controlling. We all have it in our minds how we want our perfect relationships in life to be, right? We always want our significant other to be happy. So we find ways to implant our our ideas and goals into our significant other's life. And we tend to not hear them out because it doesn't fall into our plan. You may think what you're doing is setting your relationship up for success, but really you're setting it up for failure. Don't be the constant goal setter in the relationship that ignores the feedback from your mate. This will end up being a double-edged sword. Your mate will feel less than because they will feel like you parented them along the way. And eventually, you're going to feel tired, anger, angry, and regretful. Because one, you want your partner to take charge, and they won't because you've allowed them to become complacent. Or two, you feel like you've done so much, and it seems like your significant other hasn't contributed a thing. No one wants to feel any of that, right? When you see it, happening stop let the control go that way you can clearly see the path you are creating for you to and number five this is a popular one those on again off again relationships I like to call it boomerang love 
I know you all have heard the saying, true love will always find its way back. Be very cautious of how you guys are interpreting this because some people think trying things for a second, third, fourth, and fifth time is true love, finding its way back. And really, you guys are just playing a really bad game of boomerang or ping pong. If you are constantly on again, off again, just stay off. (laughs) You can love a person dearly, but that does not mean that they are the one. You can always forgive, but do not forget. Remember, remember the reason why you two split up on the first, second, or third time before giving it another go. Is it really worth it? Just because you have time invested in a relationship does does not mean that that's the end all be all. Don't play yourself with that time invested mumbo jumbo. Love is not money. You can leave money in an investment over time and watch it go through the journey of losses and gains. Love is not an investment. While you still have some sense of self and care for that person, back out. We don't want to see you lose everything that you gained. So I hope that this made sense to you guys. Uh, I mean, you know, I know it seems like a lot to digest, but finding the one is truly something special. It's not the easy checkbox, yes or no. It's really looking into yourself and looking into the other person and fulfilling one another. We're going to take a short break, loves. And after the break, I'm going to do today's recital and we're going to wrap up today's show. I'm going to drop you guys this track by Flo Fills titled CS or Sesta. You guys are hearing this on the Naturalista Experience. We'll be back after the break. All right, loves, the piece I'm going to recite for you guys today is from my newly released book, Real Love, Real Life. The title of this piece is called Fruition. Time wasted on fools until the universe directed me to you. Lessons and meaning I had to subscribe. Then love entered my life. No one knows why we cross paths. Maybe it's the fiction of fate and manifest. Giving thanks to the creator for us having met. Every moment spent is another adventure. 
a bookmark in each chapter we write. Time wasted on fools, but with you I transcend. Feelings I can't decipher or begin. The realism of fate and manifestation. Our union only a reflection of our greatness. We imprint the universe with our unified footprints, scripting our next verse. Past, present, future sequence. Yet they say we are a mere existence. Hmm. Look at what love provides. Again, loves, that piece was titled Fruition. You all can find that in my newly released book, Real Love, Real Life. Make sure you all check out my other title book or my other title, which is Less Redeem, Love and Pain, Life Reclaim. Both titles are available on Amazon in both paperback and Kindle version. They take you through the poetic journey of Katie Naturalista. So today, loves, it was one of those shows that I hope you guys can actually reflect on. Finding the one isn't just about making one person happy. It's about fulfilling one another. As for a friend, as for my friend, she's working through it. She's starting to see where she personally lost track on her path. You see that I said her path. Sometimes we jump onto someone else's track thinking that we're on the right path with them when really we need to make our lives complete first before we bring someone else in. That's usually the secret to finding and keeping somebody there and making them the one. The person that you guys are joining your life with, they should only be a decoration on your already three-layered perfect cake. And yes, I said cake because I want cake. (laughs) But no, seriously, you guys, you shouldn't have anybody in your life to fulfill something for you. It should Everything should already be fulfilled within yourself. They're literally just there to complete that circle of peace. So don't allow anyone to fool you into thinking that they are the end-all be-all. I want you guys to actually be sure for yourself. I want to thank you all for listening into tonight's show. But before we close out, of course, I have a few reminders to send your way. If you guys would like to be a part of the No One Knows a Poet podcast series on the Naturalista Experience, you guys can showcase your work. Go to my Patreon account for more details. That's going to be patreon.com forward slash Katie underscore Naturalista. Also, make sure you guys purchase your copies of my books. First one is Real Love, Real Life, and debut book was Less Redeemed, Love and Pain, Life Reclaimed. You guys can get them in either Kindle or paperback version on Amazon. Visit naturalistapublishing.com to stay up to date with everything Katie Naturalista. And I hope you guys listen in next Saturday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Good night, loves, and Katie Naturalista out. Phone, let me take you home
take you home.